0: Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London.
1: Hello and welcome to Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. We're sitting here today with Dr. Maddie Parsons. Uh, would you like to just introduce yourself to our audience
0: briefly? Yes, of course. So I am a professor of cell biology here at King's. So I have a lab of people working on different aspects of cell biology, but I also, um, with my other hat on, am academic director of the Nikon Imaging Centre, which is a large core facility at King's has a lot of different microscopes in it for all researchers to use.
1: Is there anything special about those microscopes that are different from other ones that I might get in a kit? uh, (laughs) So
0: there is a very big range of different types of microscopes. So I would say that there's nothing super special about them um, in that they're all commercial instruments so they're things that you can buy from Nikon but they have a very broad range of capabilities so it means that researchers can do everything from imaging single proteins or bits of DNA inside single cells which would
1: be very small
0: very small yes. nano stuff um, all the way up to looking at whole organisms so you can film things happening inside an intact living organism um, at the same time as trying to understand what the proteins are that might control that process.
1: And has this helped you in your own research, being able to use that? Do you use those facilities yourself or...?
0: So we do. We're fortunate enough to have quite a lot of our own microscopes in my lab because most of the people in my lab use microscopy as one of the core tools to do their research. But we do also use quite a lot of the microscopes in the imaging centre that are a bit more specialised, so things that we don't use on a daily basis. um, We go over to the NIC and use the instruments there. So it means that we have a choice basically which is perfect
1: I find microscopy fantastic because it's not only you know useful scientifically but it's very beautiful and I always find that microscopy is like the art of the world of science. Yep. Um, do you ever submit things for imaging competitions or anything we, of the sort? We
0: do, so we submit um, to, the, Nikon actually run an imaging competition every year, that's a global competition and we've submitted things to that before and <clears throat> we actually run an imaging competition in the NIC to try and capture some of the best types of images that are coming from researchers across Kings or from our external users as well. But yeah, we, we try and share quite a lot of the images because as you say, a, a, really a picture can tell you a, a lot more than writing an entire paper on something. So we, we try and share beautiful images as much as we can um, in different
1: where do you think mm-hmm. our listeners would you... I believe it's Nikon Small World. It yes. is. Yes. yes. So I would highly recommend that our listeners uh, check that out online. If you just Google Nikon Small World, you'll find beautiful images and I think they can really make science seem a lot more accessible so you know you can be thinking about what is DNA but it's something very different to actually see it or see a whole organism yeah I think it's a wonderful thing but so specifically in your lab what exactly is it that you are imaging like what are you looking at and what gets you out of bed in the morning
0: so we're really interested in understanding how cells stick to their environment so the the sorts of proteins that they use on the surface of cells to Um, navigate through the extracellular environment that they live in in tissues and we do that um, in the context of two broadly different types of diseases so one is cancer where there's an obvious requirement for cells to be able to move through the extracellular environment to escape and undergo metastasis and the second is in a group of skin blistering diseases where we know there are genetic components to that and when you have mutations in certain genes, it means that cells can't stick anymore and that's what gives you this sort of blistering type of phenotype and it's a really horrible um, <clears throat> disease for the patients, there are no cures for that at the moment. So we're trying to work in the lab on the cells that have these mutations to understand how that works at the basic level. And obviously these processes require us to look at the cell in a holistic way and understand how it can interact with its environment. And the best way for us to do that is using microscopy that sort of gives you a, a much better insight into the cell behaviour, um, in, in particularly in live cells
1: so that sounds to me like one more basic science and one very translation well both translation on the sense in some ways but do you find it helps to be at guys hospital campus like surrounded by the translational nature of king's college london or are you still more on the like more basic biology <coughs> side of things
0: so we've benefited a huge amount from being on this campus um, so we interact a lot with the clinicians here um, and they really help us not only to understand what these sorts of diseases really mean to the patient um, and really what the kind of clinical phenotypes are and then help us take that back into the lab to understand our findings. But also they're constantly identifying new genetic mutations in totally new proteins that we had no idea were involved in these sorts of processes. So that allows us then to understand better how cells work just in normal healthy tissues And that means that we can understand all of this stuff much better when it comes down to the disease mechanisms. So, you know, it's a really nice kind of synergistic relationship, I think, that we have with the clinical teams here. And I think King's is really quite unique in that respect because we have such a great clinical and also very basic sort of cell biology teams on this campus that, that that's the only way that that can really work properly.
1: I completely agree. I have a very similar experience. It's really nice. And, you know, occasionally getting to actually see patients as well, like puts research into perspective in a yep. really helpful way. I Absolutely. enjoy that a lot. Um, but how did you end up researching the, like this particular topic? It might seem quite niche on... Someone on the outside, but
0: yeah. so I got really. I started my PhD in a lab who were interested in scarring um, and fibrosis. So basically, how cells when they overproduce extracellular matrix and how that affects them in a disease setting. So I got really interested just in understanding how cells behave in their natural environment and how that goes wrong in disease. And then I moved to do my postdoctoral research at Cancer Research UK. So I became in that at that point much more interested in, in understanding it in the context of cancer but also they were doing a lot of advanced microscopy there so I ended up doing um, a lot more work in that sort of area um, and then the more I got sucked into that the more I realised I wanted to do it for the, forever <laughs> and so I started to think about uh, writing my own fellowship and getting my own lab in that field so ah, and yeah. here I am.
1: No, I'm sure that was very easy. Of
0: course, absolutely. I've, I've heard a academia
1: is just basically a long nap. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> no work whatsoever.
1: But, no, yeah. none. But, but it's all is it. it work if you're having fun? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sometimes yes, sometimes yeah. no.
1: Well, I believe that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for telling us about your research and about the Nikon Center. Uh, We look forward to hearing your talk and uh, thank you to everyone listening to Stem Cells at Lunch. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I was Geraldine Jowett and have a nice day.